0: How many are ready for the word of the Lord today? Let me hear you give a hand clap and a shout of praise. So glad you're here. We welcome all those online who are watching this week. We're so glad you're here. We had guests today from Florida in the early service, and they told me we've been watching you online. We're in the area. We wanted to come and check you out. So no matter where you're at today, we want to invite you to be our guest. Come and be a guest with us here at Destiny. It's one thing to watch online, It's another thing to be in the house. It's on a whole nother level. Come on now. We are ready for the word of God today, all right? Man, I'm so glad you're here. We're starting a new series. We're called Battles. How many know battles? We all face them, right? We all go through battles in our lives. So today's message is a start of just equipping you. Number one, it's going to help you uh, face your battles, how to fight through your battles. But it's also going to, the same principle will also help you Grow and mature as a believer. It's something that you should be doing. I I don't want you just to come and to attend, and I don't want you just to feel good because the worship song happened to be one you like. I want you to grow and mature. As your your shepherd, as the one who's primarily bringing it to you, I want to challenge you to grow your faith. I want to challenge you how to eat yourself. I want to challenge you how to grow yourself. And so these are principles that are going to help you mature, fight your battles, and how to stand on your own two feet. We're talking about these things, and we're going to be looking about how to pray. We're going to be looking about the Word. I'm going to be looking about worship and how these things incorporate into our everyday life and how they help us fight our battles. Have you ever been minding your own business and the life just hits you out of nowhere, smack dab, bam? I remember one time about 12 years ago, my wife and I, We had uh, just started Destiny, and so we were trying to do some things that would allow us to get out of debt. We took the Dave Ramsey course, and so we decided for a while we were gonna drive cars that were paid off so we could reduce our debt. And so I had a friend who was an auto body guy, and he had just bought this nice van, repaired it, took us uh, family to California and back. It had automatic doors on both sides and had DVD players in there. And it, he had fixed it up really nice. He says, hey man, if you want this car, I'll give it to you for exactly what I got into it. I got it for a good deal and I repaired it myself. So I don't have a lot into it and I'll give it to you for exactly what I have into it. And so we felt like it was a good decision we could pay cash for this vehicle, you know. And so we did that, and we didn't have a car payment. We reduced Our plan was to start reducing debt, getting rid of car payments. And I remember we had this all lined out. Our plan was all lined out. And about two months into this journey, we were parked at a parking at, at stoplight just outside of the church here. And her and I, are, my wife and I were having this great afternoon. The kids are in school, and we're just talking. And all of a sudden... Bam, out of nowhere, someone comes in and flies into the back of our car. Airbags deploy, glasses go flying across the room on the car. My wife, Jane. I probably said a few words I had to repent of later. Yeah, out of nowhere, life hit me. And man, it was crazy mess. Glass was everywhere. The back of the car was smashed. You know, like, you're hurt. You don't know where you're hurt. I heard a little bit everywhere. I'm upset because we just paid cash for this car. It was a great car of what we needed. You know, where else are we going to find a car for that price that was this good that could get five kids around? I mean, I had this whole plan out, and now my plan was run. But how many know God was working things out for the good? Because I had got it for such a cheap price, and he gave it to me. I was able to almost double my money on that car because the insurers paid a lot more than what it was worth. Yeah, hallelujah on that one. you got not yeah. And so we was we, going we through a lot of pain, but it ended up turning around for better. We was able to get out of debt faster. But sometimes that's the way life hits us, out of nowhere. This guy, he got out he said, man, I'm sorry, man. I go, what happened? He goes, I, I dropped my cigarette. And he goes, I went to pick it up. And when I looked up, the light was red. And I didn't realize that it had turned red. And I'm so sorry. I'm like, dude. <laughs> yeah. But that's the way life works. Sometimes things just happen out of our control. Divorce happens, you didn't see it coming. Uh, Children make mistakes, you didn't see it coming. Get layoffs, you didn't see coming. Things happen, we didn't see coming. And life hits you, how do we respond? We have too many Christians today that every time life throws them a curve or they get hit out of nowhere, they're ready to throw in the towel. God, where are you? God, where where are you? Let me tell you where he's at. He's right smack in the middle of your battle. That's where God's at. And the more we get that into our spirit, the more we can understand and grow that God's going to do something if I just begin to lean on him. I begin to acknowledge him during the battle that God's wanting to do something through the battle in my life. I got good news to you for today. The battle belongs to the Lord. I want you to get the battle belongs to the Lord. This is backed up in scripture. Now, 2nd Chronicles 2015. Look what it says. 2nd Chronicles 2015. He said, listen, all you people of Judah and Jerusalem. Listen now, even King Jehoshaphat. This is what the Lord says. Don't be afraid. Don't be discouraged by this mighty army. Out of nowhere, this mighty army shows up. Out of nowhere, these armies are being gathered in to defeat you. But don't be discouraged, for the battle is not yours, but God's. For the battle is not yours, but God's. Let me give this statement to you. God rarely removes us from the battle. But he always shows up with us during the battle. He very seldom takes the battle away from us. But he always shows up in the middle of the lion's den. He always shows up in the middle of the fiery furnace. He always shows up when you're facing Goliath. He always shows up when you're in prison, Paul and Silas. He always shows up. He is not leaving you, but he's in the middle of your battle. He is right there in the middle. And the more we recognize that, he said, I would never leave you nor forsake you. He didn't say, you'll never have a battle. No, you know, my dad was always adamant growing up that he wanted to teach me to learn how to fight my own battles because he knew that he couldn't fight my battles for me. Now, today, as parents, we want to fight all of our kids' battles, but there's something about learning to teach our children how to fight their own battles. Now, I know it's a different age and a different day. I'm not... I'm not, you know, I'm not encouraging violence on any kids, so please, no emails or texts. But there was something that my dad made me do. He made me stand up to my bullies. Can you believe that? Because he knew he couldn't always be around each corner. He knew he couldn't always be there watching my back. And he knew at some point I was going to have to be man enough to stand up to the bully and say, enough's enough. Sometimes as Christians, we got to stand up to the enemy and say, enough's enough. Quit bullying my life. Quit trying to bully my family. Get out of my marriage. Leave my children alone. Leave my job alone. Leave my mind alone. He's trying to do. There's a reason why we have battles, because God's trying to grow our faith. God's trying to plant you somewhere. God's trying to mature you. He wants you to to learn to grow. You know, just because you're in a battle doesn't mean God has forgotten you. Just because you're in a battle doesn't mean that God's mad at you. Just because you're in a battle doesn't mean you've done something wrong. Battles happen in our lives. It's a part of our life. It's how we respond. But let me give you a clue today. When you pray, God makes a way. When you pray, God makes a way. So, number one, write this down. Unlock your advantage. Unlock your advantage. You know, my, my kids, they, they love having advantages. You know, they want to buy the video game and then they want to go out and buy the advantage so they can play it better. Whatever happened to learning how to dominate the game just by skill? taking months to learn the secret ways and to advance yourself to different levels to unlock these things. They want it right away. They want to buy the advantage so they can day one have the advantage already. I'm like, no, I ain't ain't paying them. I already paid $50 for that game. I ain't paying a dollar more. You either get good or you're going to be stuck at that level for a long time. I mean, we had advantages playing video games, but our advantage when we was growing up was putting a ruler or a butter knife between our fingers. You know, that was it. (laughs) Didn't cost us anything, right? Everybody likes an advantage, right? That's what I'm getting at. Everybody likes an advantage. But how sad is it that we've been given an advantage as Christians, we have an advantage and seldom do we use it. We see that life is never going to be fair. I know, isn't that crazy? Life is never fair, but we've been given advantage in life. It's prayer. Look what Exodus 17, 11 says, as long as Moses held up his staff in his hand, the Israelites had the, what, advantage. But whenever he dropped his hand, the Amalekites gained the advantage. There's something about the lifted hand where there's an advantage. God had given him a staff representing his spirit and he had an advantage anytime he lifted up the spirit of god that anytime he lifted up the gift of the spirit are you following that me this morning we've been given the advantage it's the holy spirit and anytime i lift up in prayer anytime i lift up in worship anytime i lift up my voice to the lord i've been given an advantage that's where my advantage lies this is how I fight my battles. It's not with fists, but it's in the spirit realm. It's not with flesh and blood. It's with principalities, right in the air, things in the air, right in the spirit realm. This is where I fight and it happens. My advantage is this, that there is freedom and praise. That there is well, When you pray to the Lord, the Lord hears us. This is something we have as an advantage. Prayer unlocks the power of God to move in our life. Prayer unlocks the power of God to give you the advantage. So why not unlock the advantage every day of our life? Why not unlock the advantage every part of my life? It's something God's wanting to do. Studies show that each generation is losing... The belief in the power of prayer. That my generation, only 50% of the people in my generation believe in the power of prayer. But you go to those 30 and under, it goes to 30%. A 30 and under believe in the power of prayer. We are losing it, people. We've got to bring up the power of prayer. We've got to pass on to the next generation the power of prayer we got to pass on the advantage of the Holy Spirit. We've got to pass on the power of intercessory prayer. we got to pass on the power of laying on of hands. we got to pass on the power of raising each other up. we got to pass on the power of prayer. It's something that God is wanting us to know, and it's an advantage. Why not pass it on? We've got to understand this. It's the power of prayer. My, my son... It's been, he, he goes to Missouri State, one of my kids, and uh, he's on the football team there who happened, just happened to win the conference championship. You know, so what I that? Yeah, pretty cool. yeah. First time in 30 years, someone would say,
1: hallelujah!
0: There's hope, right? So anyway, this, this year, it's been a tough season. They've had to go through all the COVID regulations. Those of you playing, you understand, you have games canceled. You've had a lot of things going on. He had to play three games in the fall, and then they had to wait all the way, and they moved their conference games to the spring. And so basically, it's been like one long season. Usually, they're done. By Christmas, they're done getting breaks. Now, the season's been going a long, long, long time, and it's been exhausting mentally and physically. It's been hard, and he started calling his mom and, and his dad to say, will you pray for me? And so we start praying for him and all of a sudden he's having good practices and all of a sudden he's having good games. And now he won't practice unless he calls his mom or his dad and says, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. Why? Because he's learning there's power in prayer. It's changing his attitude. It's changing his level of play. He's like, pray for me, pray for me, pray for me. I'm like, who is this child? Thank you, Jesus. I'm loving it because he's understanding that he has an advantage, and it's the prayer of a mom and a dad. He has an advantage, it's the prayer, and what I'm trying to teach him is this. His mom says, Landon, you can pray for yourself, and God will hear your prayers as well. He goes, yes, ma'am, I'm praying as well. So God is, listen, God wants us to pass us on to the next generation. He's wanting to pass it on. See, prayer is simply just effective communication with God. Prayer is effective communication with God. And I say effective because I have non-effective communication. And so I don't want to say communication because many times my wife comes in and she's trying to communicate to me. And I'm on my phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, right, right. No amens, honey. Come on. I'm... Or I'm watching a game and she's yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. There's no communication. All I'm hearing is wah wah wah. <laughs> and so she knows that she's upset up, she's frustrated. Because we're not we're not communicating, okay? Prayer is just not going through the motions. Prayer is effective communication. When we have effective communication, we turn things away. I have to put my phone down and we have to look each other in the eye. Now what did you say? What do you want to hear? We're we're going through it and we're talking back and forth. It's me talking to her and her talking to me and me learning to listen. too many of us sometimes we pray but we pray but we never listen. God I need God I need you. God I got a need God I got a need got a need got a need. Then boom we're on to our life. No effective communication works both ways. God I need you and then stop and listen. I promise you, if you'll slow down and listen, he will speak. That small inner voice, he'll begin to speak to you and lead you. So prayer becomes, it's nothing hard. We make it out harder than what it's gotta be. Many times, we know we see people pray, we see someone powerhouse pray, and they're like, oh God, I, I want you to know the night that God's gonna do something in your life, and he's gonna take the effective, all the stuff, are like, well, I can't pray that way. I'm just like, God, bless his food, and like, uh, yeah, Lord, and, uh, you know, wh- what, would you, what would you say to your best friend if you're going through a problem? My life stinks right now. It's hard. It's all right to say, God, my life stinks right now. It's hard. I need you. So let me, let me give you a, a simple formula to help you pray for those who are just new to this. Three essential prayers that every believer should be able to pray, to help you pray. Number one, help. Just simply ask for help. There's a concept, right? He goes, you have not because you ask not. We're stubborn. We don't want to ask for help. I can do it on my own. I got this. No, stop and ask for help. When I ask for help, not only does it involve God, it brings God into the picture. God, I need you in my life. I cannot do this on my own. Or, God, I need you, I don't want to do this on my own. It becomes a place of me surrendering, me admitting, God, I am small, you are big. God, I am limited, God, you are limited less. And so it it surrenders me, it brings me to a place of surrender. Give thanks, just learn to give thanks. Gratitude unlocks so much. Learn to live your life in prayer. God, I thank you today. I'm still here. God, I thank you that I walked through that battle. I got some battle wounds, but I'm still alive. God, I got some scars, but I'm still alive. God, thank you that you saw me through my toughest day. God, I thank you that we made it through. It's going through right now. God, I thank you that I made it through lunchtime. Hallelujah. I didn't get fired. I held my tongue. What is it? I'm thanking the Lord. Learn to thank the Lord. And then have these wow prayers where you just, God, I am... Wow, God, you are so awesome. God, you are so much bigger. I'm driving and I, I see the sun begin to set. I said, God, you created that. The mountains and I, I see the spring flowers coming and the rain showers happening. And I see things changing color before my eyes every day. Grass is getting green, flowers are blooming and the, the sun's staying a little long. God, wow, God, you created all this so that my environment would sustain all of this. You put the sun exactly where it needed to be and the moon exactly where it needed to be and the earth right there. Wow, God, I can't even imagine. Wow, have those wow prayers where you say, wow, God, man, I can't believe how good you are. God, I can't believe. God, wow, my moments, they're amazing. And number two, write this down. We gotta learn to lift each other up. Learn to lift each other up. When you pray for somebody else, you are holding up their hands. When you pray for somebody else, you are holding up their their hands. You don't realize when you pray for somebody else, you know what happens when you pray for somebody else? You kind of forget about your problems, don't you? And what's amazing is that when I've reached a point to where I'm stuck, that many times God moved when I begin to pray for somebody else. My obedience to lift up somebody else and their problem, even though I was going through a battle, that God went ahead and did something, a breakthrough in that battle, right when I was praying for somebody else, right when I was lifting somebody else up, God began to work on my behalf. It's the way God intended, and he even illustrates it here in this story. Let's look at verses 17, chapter 17, verses 12 and 13. When Moses' hands grew tired... They took a stone, and they put it under him, and he sat on it. Aaron and Hur held his hands up, one on one side and one on the other, so that his hands remained steady till sunset. So Joshua overcame the Amalekite's army with the sword. So as long as the hands were up, they were winning, and when the hands went down, they were losing, right? How many know you can only hold your hands up so long? Pastor Mike and Tom, come here real fast. Give me a hand. You can only hold your hands up so long and then they get tired. Now, Pastor Mike, you get to be Moses today. Come on, Moses. Come on, Grandpa Moses. Over here in the middle. All right, there you go. <laughs> so, you get to be Moses today. As you lift your hands, God is fighting the battle. He's in the middle of worship. He's praying, God, help my family. God, help my children. God, help my business. God, help my marriage. And he's praying, he's praying, he's praying. And as he, he's carrying a big load, he's got a couple of businesses. He's, he's got a son just had major spinal surgery and he's getting weak and he's been praying, he's been praying, his hands are, are lowering. He's, he's trying, but he's getting lower. But God sends people to come along beside him. And we lift up his hands. And we lift up his hands and say, Lord. We continue to pray for Mike. God, bless him. Bless him. Bless him, God. Bless his children. God. We pray for Ellis. God, we believe his spine's gonna be straight and he's gonna walk again. He's gonna take many steps and his life's gonna be a testimony. God, we're praying that Mike's business will be a, be a shining light to this community. Continue to bless him. What's happening? What's happening? God is encouraging him. He feels that encouragement. His hands are going up longer. The enemy's being defeated. And while I'm over here praying for him, God's over here fighting my battles. Come on now. Thank you guys. God wants us to lift each other up. It's the power of prayer. We need each other. We're going through things. We need each other. Matthew eighteen nineteen. Jesus said this, again, I truly tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything and they ask for it, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. He wants us to pray one for another. I could quote scripture after scripture after scripture that backs this up. He wants us to pray one for another for another. He wants us to lift each other's hands up. And when I pray for you, I'm lifting up your hands. I'm helping you. Whether you know it or not, when I'm praying for you, you're feeling God's spirit work in your life. We are called to lift each other up. You know, it was a few years ago. My my father was retiring from from staff at a church he'd been at. And he had been a pastor in that local area where he lives for several years He'd been on staff at a church and had pastored a few other churches and he spent most of his uh, later years on staff at a very large church taking care of the seniors there, leading that senior ministry. He did an awesome job, faithful. And when he was retiring, they gave him a big party and they invited me down to speak at his, his party. And As I walked in that room, I began to see a lot, a lot of, a lot of familiar faces, people I hadn't seen in years. And, they had this smirk on their face. And I was like, why are these, all these people s- smirking at me? It's like, you know, most of them, you know what? I know I'm a pastor and guys does some good things, but you know, you ever feel like you walk in and people are just like, oh, Pastor Gene's here, you know? And I was really kind of like, this is kind of crazy, what's going on? And I kind of like figured it out. What was going on as I, my spirit began to talk to me and I was feeling God say this to me. What was going on was this. In that room, there was people that changed my diaper in the church nursery when I was a kid. In that room, there was, there was people that was teaching my Sunday school class and my elementary classes when church was going on. There was ushers who brought me out to my mama halfway through church because I never could make it through a whole service without getting kicked out of church. You know, That was me. people in there who led my youth group there's people in there who prayed for me and the reason why they were smirking because you know why there was prayer partners in that room that had prayed with my mom for years that God would get a hold of her son and change his life see when I was just a young boy people would say to me "But God's going to call on your life son and I would say, he may have a call in my life, but you people are crazy. And if God having a call in my life means being like you. I don't want anything to do with that. I'm just being honest. I was like running. And I was like, no way, no way. And so I, I didn't want anybody to pray for me. I didn't want anybody to prophesy over <laughs> me, Daryl. Every time evangelists come, I'll be hiding under the pew. Please, love, Come here, son. God's got a hand on you. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. And I'll be looking at me. I know God. You can't run from God. So when I was there that day, and they'd already seen what God has done through Destiny Church and heard about their stories, and many of them watching, I've seen videos. They were all smirking because they're like, I prayed for you, you little snot-nosed little boy. I prayed, I intercede with your mama. I prayed for you when you didn't even know I was praying. And somewhere along the line, God got a hold of my heart and began to change my heart and change my life. Because somebody began to intercede on my life. Somebody was praying for me. Somebody was praying with mama. Somebody was praying with dad. And they wasn't giving up. And they prayed and they prayed and they prayed. And they encouraged mom and they encouraged dad. And they prayed for each other. So when they came there, they're like, oh, oh, oh." we knew it. (laughs) They were all giddy because God had done a miracle that they've been praying for. And some of you in this room right now, you don't know. You walk by and I start smirking because I'm like, I prayed with your mama. I prayed with your daddy. Long before you ever came back to church, we were praying for you, lifting you up. God is wanting us to carry each other's burdens, to lift each other up, to pray for each other. That's what God wants to do. I'm only here because of the prayer of others. You hear what I'm saying? I'm only here today because someone prayed for me. Someone interceded for me. And we cannot, church hear me, we cannot lose to the next generation. We must pass on the power of prayer. If you're 30 or under, can I get you just to stand? I'm not going to call you to Friend front or anything, but just can you just stand up where you're, where you're sitting? Good 30 around there. Wow, wow. Look at this. Come on, give these guys a big hand. This is awesome. Stay, stay standing, yeah. Come here, Johnny. Come here a second. We're, we're going to pray. I want to pray for you as you stand up. I'm going to pray that God's going to release an anointing in your life for prayer. I'm going to pray that God will release that mantle. We're going to pass on the mantle and the baton of prayer in your life. Johnny and Becky, they lead our young adult ministry. So I want you just to symbolize, be up here with me and pray with me today. And we're going to pray. I believe God is going to, listen, to Destiny Church, we're going to pass it on to you. We're gonna, we, still, we still believe in the power of laying on of hands. We still believe in the power of prayer. We still believe God wants to do something in your generation. Don't lose it. Don't lose it. So today I want to pray for you. Father, in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray right now for this generation. Johnny and I agree together that, God, you would raise up in the hearts of these men and women, Lord, a desire for prayer. That, God, they would see prayer as a first resort, not the last resort. But it would be the first place we turn to is praying to you, God, to crying to you, God, to talking to you, God. Lord, I pray right now, God, you would raise up a generation who knows how to pray. Raise up a generation in the face of danger, in the face of fear. They will pray. No matter what they face, raise up a generation who knows they will never change society by a political movement, but by a prayer movement, Father, in Jesus' name. God, may we pass on, pass on the spirit of prayer to the next generation. If you want to receive that, raise your hand right now and say, I'm ready to receive that spirit. I'm ready to catch that baton of prayer. Father, right now, Lord, you see those hands. God, pass on the spirit of prayer, Father, in Jesus' name. God, we release it in Jesus' name. God, we release it in Jesus' name. Release the spirit of praying grandmas, children and grandchildren. Release the praying moms and fathers to the children and those who didn't have parents who were Christians. God, you're raising up a new generation who are going to pass it on to their children. Father, in Jesus' name, right now, God, in Jesus' name, right now, may the spirit of prayer be passed on. In Jesus' name, we say amen and amen. Come on, give God a hand clap. It's all stand. It's all stand. It's for all of us today. Learn how to fight our battles. Let's sing the song in closing today. And as we do, let's make it the prayer of our heart.
1: So, what can I say? And what can I do to offer this heart? We really? So what can I say? And what can I do? time today, I invite you,
0: can we just lift our hands to the Lord, say God I give you my life fully unabandoned God, I abandon my life to you, surrender my life to you Lord I thank you Lord that you have given us the advantage it's communication with you, it's prayer with you, God help us to use it every day, let's not go through life not using our advantage pray to the Lord, I challenge you, pray tomorrow in your car on your way to work, on your way to school and see if your day doesn't get better And say, God, I unlock the advantage you've given me. Walk with me today, God. Talk with me today, God. I surrender my life to you. In Jesus' name. If you receive that word, put your hands together right now.